The world of marketing is ever-changing and can be confusing, frustrating, and outright exhausting. Welcome to Unbottled, the marketing podcast where experts share their experiences, stories, and best practices on online and internet marketing. Featuring Steve Wiedemann, former marketer for Disney, Skechers, and other well-known brands. Break through the hype with real marketing tips from industry leaders. This is Unbottleneck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unbottleneck, the podcast where we solve common digital marketing problems. And today, our special guest, who has a very special name, is Herbert Innocent, and this is his real name, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that here in a minute. He's a digital marketing pro, like a lot of the guests that uh, that you look forward to, so hopefully um, you'll find this just as exciting as some of the other um, sessions that we've done in the past. Herbert is the founder of Herbert Marketing Help, and he's the host of the Virtual Entrepreneur Podcast and lives by the motto, Leave the World a Better Place. He's the author of the book, Behind the Lens, dedicated to mastering photography with any camera, Herbert is also a Trinity College Dublin Global Ambassador in Dublin, uh, of course that's in Ireland, uh, and helps to promote diversity worldwide and has a background in biomedical engineering. His website is virtualentrepreneurswebsite.com. Um, write that one down, you'll want to check it out, all sorts of really cool stuff, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit. So, uh, so Herbert, welcome to the show and thanks for, for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much, Steve. That's what, that was a really great intro. You've really set up the stake <laughs> high for myself there. <laughs> well, you gave us a lot of good stuff to work with. So, you know, we, we stalked you a bit just to, you know, make sure we had our ducks in a row. Awesome. So, Thank so you. where Thank are you? Where are you currently? Are you in? Are you actually still in Ireland? I am still in Ireland. I am in the west side of Ireland. So my story essentially is, you know, I was born up in East Africa and I've lived, I've lived in a lot of countries uh, down in Africa, going all the way down to South of Africa. And a lot of my stories and uh, my inspiration and my learning comes from traveling and living in all these different communities and cultures. And then yeah, one go day, the virtual entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I've come to learn is I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, there's also, you know, we learn from all these diverse backgrounds, right? But also as we draw from these experiences, I think we find ourselves in this unique uh, position where we are essentially global citizens, where we almost connect with anyone from anywhere around the world instantly with ease. I and love I that. think uh and I think that's also part that I'm sensing with all the people that I'm meeting, including you, when you said, you know, you didn't notice your team, all this diversity. So I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good place. It's a good space to be. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I am very pumped and I, I can't wait to get started. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to get nerdy and talk about digital marketing in a few minutes, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure a lot of people have questions because you're in Ireland and you've got this this South African accent. And uh, when when did you actually uh, relocate, and what was what was your motivation? So I think uh, the best way to explain it is uh, uh, I've been I moved here about I think 15, 16, or 17 years ago uh, now. Okay. And uh, at the time when we were traveling around, it was for educational reason finding the best education possible sure. because uh, English is still quite not the main language in a lot of countries outside of Europe and uh, the US, uh, sorry, the continent of America, right? Mm -hmm. So with all these other different languages, it means opportunities become limited. Maybe they are there, but there's also the idea that you need to work extra harder to get the same opportunities. Maybe that uh, people 
most people speaking English can ac have access to, if that makes sense. So okay. I, I, we lived all the way in South Africa and even moving towards South Africa was really in search for, uh, you know, high level of education. And then okay. ended up landing up in landing in Ireland where Trinity College became my first university to go to. And that's where I learned a lot of uh, the things that I know today and I use a lot of them today. And that was all this process was really just, you know, a parent's concerned for their children, sure. trying to provide them with the best education they can find, they can find. And they thought, you know, Trinity College Dublin, and they only discovered that when they came to Ireland. So that was a very, very cool part of, uh, it was a very cool, uh, like a lucky charm or lucky guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure. um, you know, they say the harder you work, the luckier you get. So I think they worked so hard to get here. And then right. I was lucky enough to be in the university. Where That's amazing. So, so you you were in it for the the education to travel, you know. We, we don't have one of those the stories of well, I fell in love with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't a girl. <laughs> so that's amazing, and I, I did I did notice too when I was checking out your your LinkedIn that um, that you worked there for a while too, right? You weren't just going to school at Trinity College. Yeah, yeah. So I worked there, and uh, I think one of the things was that you know I was studying engineering, biomedical engineering, and that's what mm -hmm. my background is in. From the youngest age I can remember, I had this passion where I wanted to help. And I have this cool memory of me as a child and how I came about to really understanding what engineering is all about. And the memory goes as if I'm a child and I'm holding a light bulb and a battery and I have a wire connected the two and it lights up. Now, to me, it's like seeing color for the first time because, you know, I was living in this country where electricity wasn't there. And I just saw this bulb and it's like my whole world got color for the first time ever. And ever since then, I became obsessed and I became really I can nerd. see. What, what is this wizardry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I became a nerd and a geek for in terms for all things technology. So I was just obsessed and I learned everything I could learn about it. Like everything I could get my hands on. It's Books. addictive. When you when you fall in love with something that you, you really enjoy, you just it becomes like your whole world to the point mm -hmm. where even people around you notice it. Oh, you're the they start labeling you. You're the you're the website guy or you're yeah. the you know technology guy and suddenly you you're the the jack of all things even though your mm -hmm. your specialty is in one specific thing like medical engineering Absolutely. people will still come to you and say hey you're a tech guy can you fix my computer <laughs> it's like when did i suddenly become tech support yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember i remember that happening to me too and i was like why did i get myself into this you know because you're mm -hmm. you're in an industry suddenly you know all the things in the industry right Mm, mm, it is, it is. And I think for people who aren't there, they, it's it's always easier for them to see you and think, you know, if you can do this and you can definitely do all these other things. And so, yeah. And uh, for me, I became the, you know, the technology wizard, as, so as they, as they called me. But mm -hmm. uh, my goal was always to use that as a tool for empowerment. And okay. uh, as, as I learned, as I started using it, I came across one thing that... I, I think changed uh, my whole process of how I saw this. And the thing was, I had built this project with a friend and it was a project uh, to open a door for people's disabilities. So, you know, sometimes as a person has a disability and they're in a wheelchair, it's very hard to reach for a hand off the door and open it at the same time. So we built this uh, wristband that was also a key, a unique key that could open any door in your home automatically and the idea was to give people dignity to give them privacy right. so that they can have access but when we presented the project to the judges the judges didn't see the value in it and that was a very 
powerful but also hurting moment where we realized we could build things, but if you can't talk about them, if you can't sell the ideas, if you can't sell the concept, the people who matter, who can help us take mm-hmm. it to the people who need it, then it doesn't matter how good it is. It's just not going to go. Right. My friend was very furious in that day. We walked home, so <laughs> we were just so sad, so depressed. But it didn't stop us. That uh, that became, for me, my starting point, my curious point for what exactly makes people you know, like this idea and what will cause someone to not see the importance of something so important and so obvious to others but not to them. So mm-hmm. that's how my curiosity in business and in marketing kind of started from there, trying to answer the one question, how do I sell? someone into an idea into a product specifically into doing something that they may not even know will benefit them but they'll see the results afterwards it's a little bit of psychology too i remember looking at at your website uh, you know prior to the the podcast today and um (laughs) i think i told you before the show i i looked at it before even reading any of the text and i wanted to give you my email address i'm like thinking to myself what just happened why why do i suddenly have the urge to just fill out this form and i don't know what i'm going to get but it must be really good because you you'd obviously taken some time to really study and understand um you know user behavior when they visit a web page mm-hmm. to get them to you know to want to take action yeah. so i thought that was really impressive um uh, what do i have on my next question here oh so you've you've made a real connection between successful entrepreneurs and strong communication uh, what's your take on how entrepreneurs become better communicators? You know, thinking about what you just mentioned and and being able to understand that psychology of, of human behavior a bit. Um, you know, what's what's your take on that? On how entrepreneurs become better communicators to get their message across? I think for I think it's like you say there. For us entrepreneurs, we need to understand that we are not here to build businesses. I think we 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 label ourselves. Uh, we give ourselves this limited definition of what we are capable of. And I think that's a really sad thing because, yeah. for example, um, if I love technology and somebody, and suddenly everyone thinks I know everything about technology, I may limit myself to what I can actually use that for. It's a tool. I'm good at using this tool, but how I apply it is different. And from what I've learned, and uh, essentially, even with my show, I took the show to become a student so that I can share what I'm learning, so that I can share what I'm seeing. And one of the biggest things that I'm seeing is as entrepreneurs, we limit ourselves. And when it comes to communication, we need to realize we are, we are simply a problem solver. Just mm-hmm. find the most simplest way, the most effective way to solve that problem. And it, when it comes to communication, the only way to solve a problem of communication is to make sure that you are not talking what you want to say, but you are right. talking what the other person wants to know, what they want to understand. Because they, no matter what I say, if someone doesn't, If I talk about me, nobody is going to really care about it. But if I say, hey, you want this, right? Then this is the way to get it. Then it's a communication because I've just related what they want, what they understand in their world to something new. And one thing, one of the best examples I can give is uh, I learned a concept and uh, it's not for me. I wish I, I wish I wish I came up with that concept. I would have been so happy. But the concept was, I think, from Tony Robbins. I mean, I'm reading all these books from all these entrepreneurs, and the concept is this: communication essentially just means relating two things together, creating a relationship between two things. One yeah. thing that we know, and the other thing that we don't know. And for entrepreneurs, if we want to build our business, we must realize that we know our business. Our customers know nothing about us, so we need to relate what they know to what we are doing so that when they come to us, they have a starting point, which is 
they know this and then they can approach uh, us to, from a point of view of, uh, you know, hey, I was thinking about this and you have this and you want this. And so I've been, you know, I've become into this mode where I want to learn this because this was the hurting moment for me back then when I was, you know, I've built this project. We, we spent an entire about summer. The products and the group and who you are, but you weren't really exactly. solving for what their problems exactly. were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had everybody, I had my technology teachers bought into the idea. They were super excited. If you, but, well, you could have, you could have started that whole pitch with a story yeah. and that story could have, could have um, related to the person. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm having like Zig Ziglar flashbacks. You mentioned two uh-huh. things that I think are really important for all entrepreneurs, even even us, you know, digital marketers who mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone does some freelance work. Uh, one is is finding that that relating point. You know, when we when when we build websites, we're like, okay, here's my website, here's my products, here's my about us. Mm-hmm. But if we were to stop before we built the website to look for all the different ways that people are searching and finding our competitors. Mm-hmm you know, minus, you know, their, their company names and brand names, mm. um, we could probably build our website based on how people are searching for mm. what we do and instead of building our website based on what we want to showcase. Mm. I think that's number one. Um, two, uh, I love I love that idea of uh, finding first kind of what's, what you relate to with the other person. I think Zig Ziglar used to always talk about, um, you know, being really passionate about something that you believe in Right. And and seeing how each person could use that and then mm-hmm. starting with that conversation and saying, hey, I've, I've noticed you're really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it'll help you much, but this thing that, that we're doing has a, a thing that could actually save you a little bit of time and give you a little bit less stress. Since stress seems to be a big thing. You, know, you find what their what their kind of their core elements are and you see how your product might be able to solve for that. And that way, you're like you said, you're helping them with the problem. Yeah. Not um, not just sort of showboating, you know, what you sell, what you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I and I think it also inspires us. One of the biggest thing that I've discovered in this process is actually if you start talking from someone else's point of view, it inspires them not just to act, but to see it through because it's about them now. It's no longer about this, you know, this random person coming to me and trying to sell me something. It's about me. It's about what I want. And mm-hmm. so it's like taking me, it's like leading me, but also letting me make my choice as I go. And I, you know, walking freely, which is a, it's an empowering place to be at uh, for entrepreneurs. I think, I think we have a very mm-hmm. unique gift, uh, whether we are coming from, you know, technical backgrounds or creative backgrounds, being mm-hmm. able coming up with this mindset of I can solve this problem. All we need to do is just shift it 20 degrees to the right and use it the right way. And I think we have a very, very powerful tool there for, for getting someone to, you know, to take an action to even change their entire lives be, sure. because of this one little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about your website a bit and, and, and a little bit of this digital marketing wizardry that you did to want to get me to want to give you my email address <laughs> right away. Is that, is that something where you just studied other websites? Did you take a course or a program? Um, talk to us about, you know, how you created that, that homepage experience and, and kind of, you know, the history behind that. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I've been wanting to do is I want to help, um, ideally I want to help entrepreneurs who want to essentially get their message in front of a lot of people. I want to help them with that process. Essentially they have a message, they have a goal and their goal is to get to an audience and to deliver a very unique experience and help them. And in order for me to do that, to, to essentially help them, I need to be able to get them to notice that I can do it. So I started from a point of view of what do they want to achieve. And from my point of view, the way I see it is that they, 
want to be certain that they have, first of all, they have this client and they can get their attention and they can communicate yeah. with them. And in, for me, what does that mean for them? So, you know, if they can communicate to that client, what does that mean? Well, it means that they have, you know, they can build the relationship, have return business, recurring business, uh, maybe even initiate that initial transaction. So they can be, it's a place to start. It's a starting ground for business. They want that. And what it means for them, it ultimately means a business growth. It also means freedom, financial freedom. It means a lot of things for a lot of people. And so if I can communicate yeah. that to them, I can and I can get them from a point of of where they are in their minds. And to make it simple is this. Uh, the best way I'll say is this. So for all of us, even though we may be busy online, there's always questions that are very important in our minds, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, uh, or our, you know, the things that inspires us, the things that we want, the things that drives us to building a business in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I take the example of me, I want to leave the world a better place. Now, that is a motto, but what I'm really saying when I say that is I want to live a life of significance. I want to matter. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, we want that. We want to matter. Uh, and so if someone wanted to get me to give, to commit into anything, if they can tell me if that, what I'll do will make me have a lot of significance, if it'll help me live a world better place, then they already have me. I, there's no there's no reason why I would refuse. It's what I want. They've just given me what I want. Even though they're asking me to do something different, they just literally gave me what I want. And it's a feeling. It's not so much a product or physical concept. It's a feeling. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I built my website, what I wanted to do was to show you that I can guarantee you that I can give you this result. But in order to give you that, I can't tell you the physical product because it's not what you want. You, as a customer... Right. What you want is certainty. You want security. You want um, control over things that don't make seem to make sense. For example, getting a new client every day is something that doesn't make any sense. We don't have much control over that. But if you can get a very nice control over it, you know, you know, Tuesday you're getting five clients, Friday you're getting five clients, then that's the feeling of certainty that as an entrepreneur will be like, I know it's my business peace, will be Peace here. of mind for exactly. entrepreneurs, knowing that there's a pipeline for sure. Exactly. And so communicate yeah. these key desires, these key mm -hmm. concepts that they want. And to come here, it's, it has been a very long journey. I think maybe six, seven years. I mean, I've been testing it um, and I've learned from other marketers as well, but I've been testing it. I've developed my own principles that I use. Uh, just to give you an example, one principle that I use, I have a a form that I call Bill's Day Was. And for okay. me, Bill is my customer avatar. And I try to look at how his day was before I create content mm -hmm. for, for Bill. And um, so, for example, if I want to create a new page on the website, I imagine, well, Bill is coming from work. It's 5 p.m. He's very tired. He's looking for this. How can I make him get it? Well, I'm thinking if he's coming from work, he's tired. And if he's tired, he's probably frustrated. So he won't care about much. How can I address, how can I address his frustration to calm yeah. him down and just get him to take the simple action to get him the results and then he can go into anything else that he wants. And that becomes my process for creating content. And uh, so far it has been working very well. Um, it really is. It really is a mindset. It's it's less it less a, a technical attribute than, exactly. a, than a mindset. And exactly. That's that's so interesting. So you look at your page and you're like, am I am I really identifying with what what this customer is looking for? Am I am I able to create a message that says, I, I understand your 
you're going through things and and your here are your pain points um you know and and i want to help you i genuinely want to help you not yes. just um welcome our website here's our product if you're interested buy it other people <laughs> yeah. bought it it's good right instead of just kind of being that that generic flow it's it's hey we're we know what you're going through right it's 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 rough you're probably seeing this and this you're probably feeling this and this um you don't have to we've, we've built a way to kind of help you make it a little bit better would you like a little more information you know as opposed to just buy now and so you're kind of sort of taking them down a funnel i mean yes. you didn't ask for me to buy anything when i went to the website you just yeah. said drop in your email and i'll send you some stuff yeah 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 absolutely absolutely right. yeah now does that does that go into more of like a like a click funnels um, type sequence or what what happens after somebody puts in an email from a you know digital marketing standpoint are you are you taking them through sort of a click funnel type process or do you um, do you sort of stick to grassroots um, you know here's here's what we do here's something free here's a coupon to come in and, and buy the product or how does how does that sales process work for you so I think the way I've learned that the, the, the way I'm using and I think is the most beneficial way to use is let's say for example um you come into my website i think for me to be able to serve you well is first of all i need to be able to make sure that i've addressed all the things that are, cons are concerns roadblocks things that have prevented you from getting the results in the sure. first place right yeah. and i think you know price and coupons and all these things is something that i do not think very well address um what the actual issue is because i think if you can really address the key roadblocks you can once you remove those price is never really so much of an issue it's more of a okay so i don't have any more objections what do we do next it's more of a okay so let's step what's the next step what's the next uh, you know jumping I've, I've stone heard, that i've heard that's to? called uh, friction right removing the friction yeah yeah and so for me the the the, the funnel that i have is not so much of a funnel click funnel it's more of a, just a process it is a similar to a funnel but it's just a process of taking a client that makes sense to me. And I think a funnel is designed also to sort of filter out in a way, um, if that makes sense. And I think for a lot of these process, that's the key because everyone is coming there with a very unique basic needs, right? Yeah. And either they want their needs to grow their business, but that is the front need that you see. But there's also the backend need of what exactly they want and for a lot of the clients, it's just to feel certainty that they have a reliable process for generating leads in their business. They have a reliable process for generating sales in their business. And so I do take them along that way where I follow up, I try and build a relationship, but it's not so much of a, a it is similar to ClickFunnel. I mean, it is the same. Um, I've learned some of, the, of their concepts, but I'm also learning from concepts that are not from them as well. So I'm really merging all these concepts try and put them together and for, yeah. i don't even know what i would call it i'll just call it is a process i'll just call it a process call it innocent marketing. Clients. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. yeah i mean i'll call it a process because uh, i'm just combining key elements that i know work and then i'm making sure that when as i bring you along here i provide value from you at each stage of this uh process so that you get the best mm -hmm. results I'm I'm a I'm a human potential addict. I'm always looking for ways to better myself and uh, buying products and and things that I think will help me streamline my my life at work and at home and to to get smarter at things, to learn better, yeah. Um, yeah. to have more focus. So um, I'm constantly being pulled into sales funnels where it's 
you know, hey, watch watch a free, you know, sort of teaser video, trainer video, and then, um, hey, you can get this thing for five bucks. And I go, oh, cool, I'll, I'll pay five dollars for that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'm done going through all the funnels, I'm like, I just spent two hundred and fifty dollars on something I know I don't have the time to use. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's so I, funny how that how that um, work. A funnel, yeah, and it and it does work. And so That's now it's like I have to. I have to be conscious of it when I see those mm-hmm. kind of videos and ask somebody else to vet it for me and mm-hmm. say, hey, can you could you see if you can find some people <laughs> who've actually used it, not just, you know, written testimonial, but see if it's something that, you know, is, is really that beneficial. Use. Yeah. 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 I think having having a little bit of a filter. <laughs> I think they work so well. Yeah. But also one of the biggest things that I'm noticing is sometimes there's a problem that is, um, I think as entrepreneurs, we need to be conscious of, and that is, the, th- the basic needs that drive us can also work against us because sometimes someone can use, you know, fears and then fears are really mm-hmm. powerful motivators. And I've seen it being used, um, maybe not in a very ethical way, where they'll use a lot of pressure to get you to act. And by the time you finish, you're like, I did not want to do that. I did, you know, it's like I almost lost control over myself for a mm-hmm. while. And that is not, um, and I think as entrepreneurs, we have come to a point where, like I said, we have this use, very useful tool that can make change in our lives, but it can also just as much as hurt it as well. And uh, from what from what I've seen is I think there's a better way of doing everything. It doesn't mean you have, just because it works, it doesn't mean you should, right? Just because something works doesn't mean you should use it. I think you should use it um, in a way that's better. And that's why I would say, you know, it's like my own process because I've noticed you can use pressure and pressure works. But the thing is, pressure is what do you call that? It's a. It only works for a little moment. It only mm-hmm. pushes Temporary. them through that one little step, but it doesn't push them through the whole process. It doesn't take them through the whole process, which is getting the actual result at the end. Whereas, so in these funnels, what end up happening sometimes is you'd have someone who is using all these very uh, proven pressure tactics, mm-hmm. and they work. And they work. They work so well. But at the end of the pressure tactic, you're left with a client who has something they don't need. Yeah. But they've bought it. <laughs> and so, you That's know. That's being guilty. <laughs> and, 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 and so it, it, it's a very, it's a, I don't know what's the right word there, but the way I would say is, you know, it works, but I don't think it's it's always the right way to use. There's, there's the right way to use where, you, where you're doing service, and there's a, and there are other ways to misuse a powerful tool. You know, like mm-hmm. any tool, we can always misuse it, and we can also use it for good. Sure. Yeah. Are, are we are we leaving the world a better place when we do it? Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. Because I, I think it also leaves people. Um, from what I'm seeing, a lot of people are left a little bit more anxious and and mm-hmm. less trusting. Um, yeah. I'm sure anyone who has been on the you know in the online communities for a while they've seen how the community is becoming you know sales people yeah. getting really bad <laughs> names and they won't and, they won't reach out after the fact and say hey, how's how's it working for you because they know the response the response yeah. is going to be i haven't had time i really didn't want to buy this can i get a refund and so they they don't reach out they just say okay cool they bought it now they feel guilty probably that they bought it I'm gonna leave them alone. I got their money, and they walk away. And yeah, I think there, I think there's an ethical line that a lot of these click funnel folks cross, and not making sure that what they've delivered is benefiting their customer, um, you know, or following up to make sure that they're happy with what they have and that they're using it correctly, um, or to give them maybe even some customer service support to say, you know, normally we we charge hourly to help, but 
Um, if you're not using the program, we want you to. We'll give you a free hour of of some training and some handholding by one of our coaches to help you through whatever it is that you know that you're purchasing. So, yeah, I'd love to see that particular community do uh, a better job as it relates to ethics. You know, and, and thinking about that and how we're 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 messaging people as they go through that funnel. You did mention the importance of crafting a clear message that accelerates service or agency-based uh, business growth. Um, you know, it, it cultivates clients and inspires the team. Can you walk us through a bit of that and, um, you know, how you uh, ultimately help these uh, clear messages uh, be possible for companies? Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, before I jump into that, one, one of the things I was going to also clarify is I think it's more so of a... a, a the, the, in relation to my last message, is more so also the use of the tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I've seen, also, I was, you know, this one time I was guilty of, maybe not so much guilty, but I went on and I was learning about this ClickBank platform, right? Yeah. You know, the, the entire ClickBank market. I sold, I sold a lot of books on ClickBank. <laughs> that, so, yeah. it's, a, it's a very good platform for entrepreneurs, you know, learning and looking around what's available, what's out there. And I remember one day, I looked at this page and I end up buying something that I did not need. Mm-hmm. And it was very quickly. And within five minutes after buying, I emailed back, Hey, I want my refund. Yeah. <laughs> now this is not to say anything, but it's, it's just, I, I, I personally have enjoyed a lot of the services that I've used. I've used, uh, I've learned a lot from the quick guys and I've, I've really enjoyed. And I'm, I can't point a, a finger to one person and say this or that, but one thing I can say is, you know, I, I just think as entrepreneurs, we've been given this power. It's like having Thor's hammer, right? And then mm-hmm. letting it fly around at your own, for your own joy. I think, uh, so well, essentially what I'm saying is, you know, we have this tool and are we using it as well as we could be using? That's my pause question. As, as for what I do, I help, you know, um, other business owners who want to use essentially to get to their clients without ever using a pressure tactic and to get there with just as the same efficiency, if not better. And one thing that I'm noticing is it's working and coming back to your question, as in, you know, the importance of crafting message that accelerates, uh, you know, business agency growth, as well as cultivating uh, loyalty, uh, mm-hmm loyal clients as well as inspires them pressure tactics don't inspire and they don't they don't breed loyalty um and and so if you want loyalty that means if you're using that pressure tactic it's gonna work today tomorrow i mean i gave i asked for refund right (laughs) exactly exactly if i asked for refund they lost me as a client but if if i had bought because i wanted it or maybe they're missing out on clients who uh, you know, who, who would have been bought without being pushed because when people being mm-hmm. feel pushed, they feel spooked as well. So you lose that uh, credibility, you, 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 you lose the value, you also, even the reputation just goes down. And so yeah. what I've learned is just you using hopes and dreams and inspiring people to walk towards and Using the same tools, using the same using the same words, using the same English language, just changing the approach of how we are using it, we can start inspiring. And the funny thing is, I didn't invent this as well. I'm using things that I've learned, and uh, I read a lot of books. So 
it's going to be hard to narrow down to just one particular passage. But the one that I can remember is also part of Simon Sinek's uh, Simon Sinek book, you know, Start With Why. And uh, one of the things that I really loved about that concept is it's just simple, you know, start with why. And one thing that I've noticed for entrepreneurs who are aspiring to try and use this or try and see how does this work, how does this inspire the team or even a client to buy. Like I said, if a client is buying from their hopes, then starting with why means you're speaking directly to their hopes, right? And as a business owner, you may be talking about your own hopes of what you hope to do. But if that resonates with the client, they'll be like, you know what, me too, man, let's do this thing. And that, there you go. That's a click. It's a very simple one. Um, and another concept moves forward there is when you start with why, it really allows you to create a new lens for which you can make decisions for not just who you are working with, but also it allows you to make decisions for, you know, in terms of when you're building your client loyalty, but also for your team. So for example, I remember in one of my business and I was doing this as an experimental. I was like, you know, I want to hire, you know, a team. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. We test, we try, we experiment. We try, we try. Right. (laughs) And so I wanted to hire, you know, a a team and then, and I realized one way I could use is money, but my startup was very small. I didn't have money. So I was started with why and said, you know, I've built this technology. It's called a ladybird. It's for, you know, it's for, we want to help people live their homes, their community, a better place by being able to get control over their utility spending. So they'll save money, but they also leave their community a better place. You know, they'll stop Mm -hmm. wasting energy when they don't want to, because they don't want to do that, but they don't know how to start. We want someone with this technology, uh, expertise to help us. And people reached out, not just wanting to help, but they did so much more work than we could have ever paid them. We, I didn't, we didn't have the money to pay them for all they did. Like they did so much more for what we were, what we were looking for. Because they like, believed in it. They, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's because they, and then I, when I asked, I, I actually reached out and asked, why, why did you, you know, why did you guys want to do this? And one of them said, you know, you know, I've worked with those people. And if people can use my work, if I can get more of my work to more people using it to do this, oh yeah, I'll do it any day. Mm-hmm. And it's because they all wanted to feel like the way I want to feel, which is they wanted to matter in the world. They wanted their work to mean something. They wanted to leave a legacy that they did that and it's being used, you know, elsewhere else, everywhere else in the world. And I think it comes down to that. And so when we speak to those key values that we all share, it kind of, you know, it leaves out that there's no need for, to make your clients and your prospect feel stressed out. You can make them feel just as happy as your team because they were inspired to do more. Because without... you're part of something. You're not exactly. just, you're just buying, a, buying a product and putting and it on the shelf. The you're becoming yeah. part of something. Yeah, that's and that's great. the idea, which I think is very cool. I think it's super cool. So, and it all comes down to essentially just using the same messaging principles that, uh, you know, you're starting with why this time, but you're also really tying up with, you know, connecting what they want versus what you're doing um, mm-hmm. as a as a vehicle for the key thing that they aspire and are really looking for from life. Because it's not just, they are not looking for a simple transaction. They want much more from that. Barbara, I hope I hope this uh, this really resonates with a lot of the, the folks who are listening and creates a movement because I, I think so many of us as digital marketers are thinking, how do I make money? How do I have passive income and have financial freedom and and you're and you're so focused on what you'll have that you forget about you know what you have inside that could um, help other people that in, innately just drives 
that kind of um, that kind of success. Uh, like you said, once you find a passion in something and and it benefits people, um, you know, it, it becomes um, kind of second nature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, th thinking yeah. about, um, you know, uh, a lot of the mistakes that some of us entrepreneurs make when we're either money driven or success driven, as opposed to, you know, what we can give back to other people. Uh, what are what are some other common mistakes you've seen, um, you know, in, in, in entrepreneurship and with creating a clear brand message that that's kind of what you're all about? I think uh, a lot of us, I think we, we, we either, you know, uh, diminish ourselves. I think mm -hmm. we diminish ourselves. And what I mean by that is for those of us who have something to give, feel like we have nothing to give. And sometimes when we do that, it, it puts us in a position where we, we, we are like, why, how can I do that? I'm just this person. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not capable of that. And what I mean here is this. You know, for some, for a lot of us entrepreneurs, even for those who are doing well, actually, one of the things that I'm noticing, even from interviewing, is stepping up and really just taking that ownership of I'm gonna just do this because I enjoy it, because I love it, because it's what I believe in. I think that's a really, it's a step that takes courage. I think it takes mm -hmm. it, it takes you accepting that there's a possibility of Failure. people disagreeing with you. There's a possibility of people, you know, uh, looking at you and saying, who do you think you are? But I think it's also just realizing, you know what, these things, people may say that and they probably will if you do very well. But so what if they do say that? Right. I mean, what's the worst thing? Life happens. There's going to be tomorrow and there's going to be tomorrow. And I think there's all these things. And I think we build up these fears. Yeah. Right. We build up these fears. And so I think the common mistake that I think is I think sometimes entrepreneurs really um, underestimate how much they can do. They, and they also underestimate how much effort they need. And we there's a lot of things that we underestimate. And there's a lot of, even when we set goals. And that was the most painful point for me was as we grow up, we learn to set goals and the concept was smart goals. I've come to really not like that word at all <laughs> mm -hmm. because it seems quite reasonable. It seems quite perfect. Smart goal, right? It's specific. It's measurable. Sure. It's all these things. But the thing is, it's not ambitious. It's not inspiring. It's not encouraging. It's nothing. It's just a task. <laughs> and we call it a goal. And so, and that's why like, we don't do them because we're not motivated to. Exactly. I've, got, I've got a ton of those in my little task list that I just don't get to because I'm not motivated to. I have... I have my own things that I enjoy and am passionate about. And I'm like, yeah, Monday, if I feel like I'm motivated, I'll go back to that list. But yeah. that list just keeps growing and I'll probably never visit it. It's a strange place to be. And if I could say something that I, sure. I personally believe and I've learned from not just becoming an entrepreneur and, and, and interviewing, um, mm -hmm. one thing that I've learned is, and this fits into you know the mistakes that we've, we are developing in terms of our branding is this. I think we need to re be careful with the words we are using. Words have powers. And I think if you've ever bought something, if you step back and look why the reason you bought, especially mm -hmm. if it's online where you didn't get the product, you didn't see the physical product, if you stop and look, you realize just how powerful words are. They made you bought an idea, whether it's $1 or it's $1,000 or it's $100,000. Sure. It's words that have power to influence our emotions, our actions, and ultimately... I think if they have that much power, then the definitions of them must be very important because 
if they didn't have a definition and a meaning to us, they wouldn't affect us. So I think one of the things that I, uh, I've come to be very focused and very conscious in everything that I do is to be really looking at the words and asking, what's the meaning of this word? And if I don't like it, I make up my own meaning because the chances are the dictionary isn't for everyone. The, the, the dictionary is just for the dictionary people who enjoy writing those words. Like, yeah. like if you look, they have so many definitions for one word. And some of those words, I don't even know what the words are. <laughs> I mean, so, and then if you try to... call a lot of those buzzwords. Exactly, right? exactly. Let me, example, let me unpack that. Or, right, there's also every year there's some new thing that comes out that becomes our, our little catchphrases on how we use words. And, and we don't all agree with these. We have to admit we don't all agree with this. I mean, I think if entrepreneurs were hired to write a dictionary, they write a very different dictionary than the dictionary we have that is written for the English language. Mm -hmm. And so I think as entrepreneurs, we need to be conscious of words because it's these words that are going to get us the customers and it's the same words that are going to allow us to achieve our goals because if we can have the right words, and I think um, from all the guys that I'm learning from, I'm noticing that they're very careful with their words. They are mm -hmm. using simple words to motivate them, get them into state so that when they're presenting their product, they're talking about their business, there's a specific influence. And at the same time, they are using those same words. Trying, trying to trigger an emotion there. Exactly, I think. exactly. Yeah. And it all comes down to, you know, relationship. And so if words are the only thing connecting us, I mean, words are powerful, but also how we use them, right? How we pronounce them, how we, how we use it as a tool to, to try and influence someone has a very, very specific, uh, but a powerful uh, significance. And, uh, and I think for entrepreneurs, the biggest common mistakes we made is we underestimate the power that we already have at our disposal. And I think, you know, if we don't use the tools we have here, then we end up spending so much more in ads trying to get the thing that we could have gotten if we didn't, you know, if too, we didn't too just... Too much push, not enough pull. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, this so is, there this is, is what thing. you do to help entrepreneurs. You you help them, you, you educate them on on the right way to... Uh, to draw sales and to create a, a consistent pipeline? What what is what does your service do for entrepreneurs? So my service focuses on three things. And the first yep. thing is essentially a prospect comes to me and I ask them, hey, do you feel you have a process that can generate for you consistent, consistent clients? Do you feel yep. you have a process for that? If you don't, then I can help you with that. And that comes down to three steps, right? The first step is creating a process that generates consistent clients. The second step is creating a process that makes sure that you you know all the prospects and the leads are nurtured and they are really understanding what your business is about. Not from hey I'm selling this, hey I'm selling this, but more from an entrepreneur who actually is driven by something more. And then the third process is then you know reaching out and taking your message and really putting it at the far front in all the directions that you want. So really establishing that trustworthy, uh, knowledgeable experts in your field, in your market, and start to expanding to start to expand that market. So that's where I see my marketing uh, and my services going for entrepreneurs, right? Uh, so they want a client, but mm -hmm. more importantly than that, they want a peace of mind that they have a process in place. So even if they were sleeping, if they wake up to a new client, they know why there's a new client. And uh, that is the goal as well, to be able to sleep and wake up. And there's all these clients ready for events, ready for webinars, ready for web sure. classes, and that's the goal. I don't, I don't know a single business that doesn't want more leads or to know <laughs> that they have a stable pipeline on leads. So, so they just do what I did, right? They go to your website and they just 
punch in an email address, yeah. they get some basic information. And um, is, is there another way somebody could connect with you outside of that? If they just wanted to kind of pick your brain a bit about, um, you know, whether they'd be a good fit for what you do, what's, what's the best way that they could contact you? I think they can email me. Um, I'm yeah. usually one of those people who are very, very uh, so accessible like via email. If you, if you say email, because that's I live and breathe in my email. Yeah, <laughs> I, f- I feel like they can email me, but they could also try and talk to me using Clubhouse. I've recently just joined Clubhouse, but I will put the handles on those on the website because I have no idea how it works. All <laughs> I know is it's a voice-based <laughs> social yep. network, social media. I was media. on my first one last week and I was so lost, but I, I pulled it <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was lost as well for a while. Also, they can send me a message, a voice message uh, by going to my podcast at Anchor and then they can just send me a voice message there and I'll reply. But really, I, I really... I really believe in what I do. So wanting to help someone, if 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 I if I over outdo myself, that shouldn't be a surprise because it's one of the things that I actually take pride in. As in, you know, I've learned that when you start doing things, if you want, uh, so this is a secret that I'm seeing from all the guys that are teaching. It's a really cool secret. They say, so I learned this concept of uh, under promise over deliver. And then later on, I learned this idea of overpromise and overdeliver. And I was like, what? How does that work? And when you're coming from a place of, you know, if you're using the approach of I'm doing this because I love it, I'm doing this because I'm enjoying it, then you find so many creative ways to really just make someone go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. And so for me, uh, if someone's connecting with me, I'll be happy to try and, and help them there to see that, you know, I can help you with this. I can help you with this. But also, if it's just ask questions, I'm actually quite open. I'm quite, and I enjoy what I do. So I'm open to talk about any of those areas. That, and that's that's exactly what gets me in, in trouble here with the, the team. They'll look at my calendar and say, what are what are all these free calls you're doing with small businesses? And I'm like, well, they reached out. They need some help. You know, and they're like, but we could help them. I'm like, no, no, I want, I want exactly. to do it. They reach out to me. I mean, let me help them. And, and then, you know. They'll get frustrated because there's other projects and things that are that are getting pushed back. But then a month or two later, we'll get a phone call. Hey, so-and-so just referred us over to you. Apparently, you, you really helped them. And yeah. I need to work with you. And I, by the way, I have, you know, 2,000 locations and I'm the digital marketing manager of a big enterprise. And you're like, wow, you know, it's like it's karma or something. So it's mm. for me, you know, giving giving back to folks that, that mm-hmm. really need my service, whether they can afford me or not. Um, you know, gives me that opportunity to help somebody, and um, and sometimes it comes back and and uh, pays for itself. Yeah, it does. It does. I yeah. think it's it's like an investment, right? You've planted the seeds, and then later on they just grow up, and then you can you know you can reap the fruits of the, your labor uh, towards the summer, towards the fall. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Well, hey, any any kind of final tips for folks who are listening who are are digital marketers, as most of of the folks who who listen today. Um, you know, as I think the, the clear message that I have is to have a clear message about how you can benefit, um, you know, the, the folks who really have a, an end desire or a need. But any kind of final tips for, uh, for us digital marketing nerds? Um, I think that is the main message there. But if I could give someone, if I could imagine myself, you know, I want to give myself a tip. Uh, one thing I would say is I think if you if you really just take your time, don't. I would say step back, actually, just close your laptop, step back with a notebook, blank piece of paper, and just write down why, what you're doing, why, what you're doing. Because when you get that clarity of the lens from the point of view of what you want to achieve, 
as a, in, in terms of the person you are, the, you know, what you really want to give. When you get that lens, you'll find a lot of opportunities in what you're already doing that will allow you to get 10 times more. So even if it's providing the service to the same people, you'll find something that just, the, the amount of what you could do becomes so much more than right now. Because I think when you're, when you're just doing this stuff, sometimes you, you focus in the survival mode. You're like, you know, I just have to survive. Yeah. But you really, to thrive, you need to overcome that survival mode. You need to jump out of that trap of, I need to get a transaction and, and go to this place of uh, transaction is not the issue. The mm-hmm. issue is what exactly am I doing? Am I? <clears throat> and why am, am I doing that? Exactly. And by knowing what it is that you're trying to do, then it really opens up a lot more opportunities. And even within the context of what you're already doing, there is so much that can be done there. And it's surprising. Um, and I'm seeing this from a lot of business owners. And it's like, wow, it's not even, a, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's strange to talk about it like it's something weird, but it's just simply you've opened up the entire window, you know, the curtains from your windows, and now you can see there's the entire world outside. It's not just you in your room trying to, you know, uh, trying to get by, because I think we live in this mode where you're trying to get by a lot of the times. That's so true. Well, Herbert, this has been amazing. Thank you Thanks. so much for all the incredible advice. What we're going to do is um, we'll make sure we post the links to your website um, and some information about your book, which I can't wait to read. And um, I'd love to have you on in the future, too. I'm sure we could dig a little bit deeper into some of the more um, technical aspects of, of like site design and, and buyer psychology. And, uh, but for now, I'm, I'm so inspired by, by all the different ideas that I want to shut my laptop down, go for a walk and pencil down some things. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Thank it's you. Fun. Uh, thank you so thank much you for Steve. the time today. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Steve. I had so much. It was a pleasure. I had so much fun. Um, being with your guests. So I, I thank you. I can't thank you enough. It's a, it, it allowed me to share what I love, which is, uh, is that. And uh, if, you're, if you have any questions, don't feel, feel free to reach out to me as well. At any time, I'll be happy to answer you know, any of those questions and uh, I'll be happy to, to help in any way I can. Well, that'll wrap it up. Thanks everyone for listening and thanks Herbert. We'll see you uh, on a future show. Bye.